So now that we're recording, hashtag I stand with Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Looks good. As soon as now that we're recording, which one of us said Russia wouldn't invade? <laughs> <laughs> Did any of us make that proclamation last week? Uh, no, I don't think so. I went back and listened to it again. I wasn't paying a hundred percent attention, but no, I don't think any of us said that. I don't think we had. We did not anticipate um, what he did. We thought it was going to be a little lower key than that. We thought he was just going to go into the two districts that he was talking about, not head straight for Kiev. Yeah, from my recollection, nobody was like, yeah, he's just going to straight out invade the whole country. Right. Like, we did not call that. No. Anybody else notice that I put uh, February 29th on the uh, on the document first? <laughs> no. no. You bet I did not. I just, I just add seven. I didn't realize that it was February. Uh, mm. Yeah, that month. I thought the yeah. uh, gazpacho just got to you. <laughs> <What are> you <laughs> gonna All right, I'm going to get started. Do it, Doug. Welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, March 1st, 2022. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense, and give opinions from a secular point of view. If you would like to join in on our conversation, you can sign up on our Patreon page. That will allow you to chat with us directly as we record on Discord Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, if you can't do that, you can still post something to our Facebook page or tweet to us at ProfaneArg. This week, uh, we'll be talking about, I, if, to me, it felt like time travel. Uh, Bush family is back in the news. What? And uh, a, a Q update, which is not nearly as much time travel. But, <laughs> but we haven't talked about Q, like, directly in a little bit. But in any case, uh, as a follow-up, uh, we will do this first. Um, Ukraine, because holy crap, mm -hmm. everything exploded like the day after we recorded the show last week. I don't know what all uh, you guys uh, like. Are you? Let me ask you this: Are you paying attention to, to what's going on in Ukraine? For the most part, yes. largely, yes. Okay, I assume so, but you know, it's kind of. I, I have to. They're think doing that if the you enjoy uh, Winter Olympics, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, there's a couple of the couple of stories, and these aren't on the list, but a couple of things that I just wanted to point out. The big stories really seem to to be about Ukrainians really fighting back hard, fight like the spirit that's there. The the what is it? The Snake Island, the soldiers that refused to surrender and told the Russian warship to go fuck themselves. <laughs> um, that made big news. I don't know if you heard. The the or saw the video of the guy driving down the road and there was a Russian tank on the side of the road, Russian soldiers outside of it. I don't know about you, but if if that was the case in in my town, I probably wouldn't stop. Um, but this guy pulls up next to him, says, "Hey, how's it going? What's going on?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're out of fuel." And he's like, "Oh, you want to tow back to Russia?" <laughs> like. That's just, I don't know, the balls it takes to go up to the enemy soldier and say, hey, you want me to uh, well, tow I'm your get... tank back to home for you? And I thought the same thing, too, because I'm like, if I see a tank on the side of the road and soldiers, boom, I'm going right by. But I, right. I'm getting the feeling that the Russian soldiers are not, their heart's not in this either. Yeah, that seems to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, they're doing what they're told to do because they'll probably get killed if they don't. But, you know, when, you're, when your tank runs out of diesel and you're just going to sit there and you're going to start firing at Ukrainians that are driving by. <laughs> right. I mean, they've interviewed a number of them and they didn't know where they were going. They thought they were going on training exercises. Yeah. yeah. I, my favorite, though, was the woman that told the soldier to put sunflower seeds in his pockets. So when he died, sunflowers would grow. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> it's very poetic. That's yeah, that's gotta that's gotta take some balls too to, to go up to the enemy soldier and go here. I'm like they're armed, and you have a handful of sunflower seeds, which, by the way, is uh, is the 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 flower, I guess, a national flower for Ukraine yeah. or something something like that. Oh, and the basis for their flag. So it's the blue skies and the the sunflowers. You know, this also brings up another thing, though, that. I'm not sure how ready they were to actually do what they're doing in Russia. The fact that they do have tanks running out of gas. You know, I hear this is a common thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm still suspicious, though. It doesn't, I'm not, I'm, it doesn't make me happy that this is happening. Because, I mean, he has, he, he, they're one of the largest arms sellers in the world. They have arms available. They have planes, they have tanks, they, they've got all the stuff, and they're not using it. And I don't know why. Well, not yet. He's got that 40-mile-long convoy out of uh, Kiev, or Kiev, however, I don't know, whatever your, your preference Headed to is. Kiev, yeah. Well, isn't it just outside? I heard it was just sitting there. Yeah, it's been like six different stories at this point. It's 40, meter, right. 40 miles long. It's, you know, it's only a kilometer and a half long. It's all broken up into sections. It's guns. It's supply, you know. So it's inconsistent stories. Right. But I was just wondering, I'm like, because, and again- you know, I don't know how much I trust the news, you know, that, like, because they're very pro-positive on Ukraine as far mm. as like, they're doing great. You know, <laughs> we should help them. But man, they're fighting back. And here's the stats that they have. And, you know, uh, they destroyed this many tanks and blah, blah. I'm like, really? I'm like, I just did. I just assumed Russia would run over them. I have a theory. And that oh. is that uh, my theory is that um, Putin has had this plan, but he hasn't told anybody about this plan so the logistics and the planning wasn't complete um you know he told them you know two weeks in advance and they're like oh crap scramble it takes a long time to mobilize an army well and that's he, what i i was thinking that too because i was like maybe the plan was just to sit outside the border and have them just give up and ukraine gave them the middle finger and he got mad and was like fuck it roll in now and they, there you is know? no now with an army <laughs> it <laughs> takes time which would explain why they ran out of gas and didn't have food, because you know the infrastructure wasn't ready for them. Right. But I think he's so paranoid that um, probably what he, he might have been thinking about this for the past six months, but it didn't mean doesn't mean he told anybody. Well, that's the other r r news coming out is that Putin has been isolated for almost two years. Yeah. You know, and even when you saw him talking to his uh, <laughs> advisors and shit, like how far away he actually, you know, physically was from them. Yeah, find yeah, the biggest it, it, table. <laughs> every meeting is at the longest table imaginable. Mm. There's like two guys at the other side of the room and Putin on the one end. Like, it's, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, again, I hear all kinds of things. Yeah, I hear that the oligarchs are not happy with him, you know, that and he can't, you know, he's like kind of got the sunken cost fallacy now. Like, he's like, mm. well, I can't back down now because if I lose, they may d depose me. You know, all kinds of shit. But who knows? I mean, you... I feel like he's a reasonably smart and cunning guy, you know, to get where to get where he is. And I'm just like, you make a move like this, and the whole planet is against you, except for China. 
Right. Yeah. You know, well, I, I think, and Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, I think initially the, the there was a bit of wavering. People weren't sure what to do. But as soon as all of the fantastic PR came, started coming out of Ukraine and people started marching in the streets across the world, then everybody got on board. I mean, I don't know if the PR coming out of Ukraine is purposeful or they're just that amazing. <laughs> Maybe a little of both. But man, it's good. So I do want to talk a little bit the uh, some of the things that I have have in the article that I wanted to bring up. The L.A. Times has an article about disinformation that Putin has put out, and the the disinformation it has started a long time ago. Russian television has been pretty much making up stories about Nazism in Ukraine and and how the you know the, the horrible things that are happening. Meanwhile, the Nobody in Ukraine, there's no evidence to back any of it up. I mean, the only person but, who's uh, convincing are the people in Russia, though. I don't think that got outside of the borders. But, I don't, yeah, but, I, I, but I'm hearing that they're not even on board, the citizens of right, Russia. Right. So either they're not buying it or their propaganda just wasn't that good. Bit of both. And the, ar- the article in LA Times continues on how it's it's kind of primed. Like, Putin tried to, I think, his misinformation, his task force – tried to prime the United States for this as well. Anti-vax groups that have been skeptical of the U.S. government are primed to disbelieve in any anything that the, our government tells them um, and to dissem- uh, disseminate what Putin wants to get across in social media and, and so on. I mean, it seems like this, I mean, this was something that I don't think that the misinformation about the coronavirus would have been as strong if it weren't for Russian operatives pushing that narrative as well. Really? Because sure. I feel like it was our president at the time was also <laughs> helping a big deal. Well, uh, I feel like he was <laughs> under the guidance of <laughs> mm. Russian narratives. Was he? Yeah. Or is he just a fucking idiot? <laughs> a little of column A, a little yeah, column B. <laughs> I was going to say, probably I'm more from A. Mm. I mean, I definitely don't want to downplay his idiocy, but I also don't want to, you know, paint him as a barely literate buffoon who is accidentally doing all this stuff. I mean, he definitely... His moves are all wrong, but they are calculated and intentional. Well, I, and he was he, he is easily led. I mean, he, his opinion is based on the last person that talked to him. And he views... No, no he has his own podcast on... <laughs> Spotify as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, but he, and he looks up to people like Putin, who he thinks are strong leaders. Sure. So, he, well, he will, yeah. But I always felt like, at least with in regards to Corona, it was that he was just like, well, I'm the best, so I'm going to make sure that the Corona never comes to the United States. And when it, when it was fucking full-blown everywhere, he was still, like, kind of downplaying it. Well, I think you know, that's because it affected his pocketbook. He wanted to make sure that his hotels got the same amount of money they were getting before. He was already taking a hit from being president. And the only thing that matters to him is money. Oh, so, see, I felt like, and I'm with you on that one for the most part, but I seriously felt like this one was ego. Oh, there is some of that, I think, thrown into it. I mean, yeah. it was not conceivable to him that he couldn't handle that. I just, like, it just felt like because of what he had said in the beginning was, we got one case, we have 11, it's going to mm-hmm. be down to nothing, it's going to be gone. And then it just kept getting worse. He just couldn't go, man, I fucked up. The shit's bad. Wear a mask. Get a fucking vac. You know, he just couldn't do he that. Can't back he down. Just, he can't be wrong ever. Yeah. Right. I. That's what I would. I didn't think he was like taking cues from Russia. But you know what? Who the fuck <laughs> knows? That guy, he just, you're right, Ian. 
no matter what the situation, he is going to go in the wrong opposite direction and <laughs> on everything. Yep. Yeah. He, he, he very truly is. It's amazing. Like, I mean, and I, you don't even need to think about it. Like, as soon as it happened, when Russia invaded, I go, oh, I know Donald Trump's going to be for this. Right? I don't even right. have to think, like, well, he was the president. Presidents can't back this. You don't even, that doesn't even enter my mind. Look at your tattoo. That's yeah. true. I mean, it's it's it was reflected in, you know, every single pick he made for every single cabinet or, you know, government position. He'd be like, what's this position do? Well, this guy, uh, you know, they'll be in charge of, I don't know. They'll be the, the they'll be in charge of 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 the uh the weather. Well, let's pick the worst possible person for that. Oh, wait, no, it's like, hey, who should we put in charge of the EPA? How about this guy who's been trying to dismantle it for fucking years? Yeah, 100%. Right. Yeah, yes. put Every him in time. Man. Who should run the post office? A guy who's been trying to get rid of the post office. Yep. <laughs> for some reason we can't get rid of. Yeah, yeah. I just, just Still, we should we should have a daily watch on that. If every episode be like, "Yep, <laughs> it's still day blankety blank that DeJoy is still <laughs> running the old post office." Yeah. <laughs> so back on back on Putin though, there was another article that um, was from the Guardian talking about the disinformation that Putin has put out there, and it's not just disinformation about what's going on in Ukraine. It's also it's propaganda that. Basically, the Putin sees himself as a leader of the Russian Orthodox Church, so the Christian National Church. And this is the strange thing is, it really lines up with the Christian nationalism that's going on in this country. And it combines with some anti Semitism that's going on in Eastern Europe, hmm. touting propaganda that the Jews use the Holocaust to. You know, use that victimhood in order to, you know, claim that they are the, the the victims of Nazism when the real victims of Nazism are Russian Christians. Ugh. Like this, this is part of the propaganda that that he's pushing. So it's it's strange that he's trying to call out Ukraine as having Nazi agenda when he's he's using the same tactics that the Nazis were using and like. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's like it's it's kind of like when people were saying Trump was playing 3D chess. Like I understand that he's that Putin is doing this on multiple levels, but none of it really clicks or makes sense to me. Like I don't. Well, I mean, that's I the thing is like who is actually believing that, right? Or, or well, I, like when when I heard it, I go, that is just some weak sauce excuse to get in there. Like you are not even trying to well, make it, up it, some bullshit. <laughs> It's feeding into people's um, ego and their sense of victimhood. I mean, it's the same reason why, you know, um, it works in this country with Christian fundamentalists. They are the – they are actually the people that are in charge of everything, and yet they're the victims. Well, again, so, I, I, I'd have to see the numbers on, on the Russian citizens and who is actually for this. Again, I keep mm -hmm. hearing that the majority of them are not and that there's protests going on. Yeah. Basically, be just because they th their money's gone to shit. I mean, even Pornhub <laughs> has blocked Russian users. <laughs> yeah, um, I, okay. I looked it up this morning, and the the ruble, which normally it's around twelve or thirteen cents per for a ruble, it's sub one penny now. So yeah, and difference. like they they can't even get like, and then uh, what is it? The uh, I, I don't I don't want to say the European Union because I guess whoever controls SWIFT mm. kicked them out, which is the what is that? That's the global currency exchange type thing, right? To do to do international transactions, right. like right. they kicked them out of that. I mean, like 
you know. Yeah, but they built their own. Yeah, what but do you they mean? Can... They're on a replacement system from Swift. They've already that was that was that did barely slowed them down. Mm. Well, what then? Why is the ruble so bad right now? Well, I mean, to plummet from thirteen cents on the dollar to one cent on the dollar. It's a big change. Uh, mm. Right. All I'm saying is they were they they were kicked off of Swift. However, there is a different protocol that that they and uh, Belarus and now I believe soon China will be using that you know is can be used in lieu of Swift. Oh. Crypto? It's not going to. Be, it's still going to be <laughs> no, a hit. No, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they have some. Uh, you know, I'm sure Putin has has assets in in cryptocurrencies, but uh, that is not uh, what what they've transitioned over to. Jeff Jeff asks a good question. Is this going to hurt GOP fundraising in the midterms? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure. Yeah, probably will. <laughs> yeah. Be interesting to see how much of a dip it takes. <laughs> You, you did mention Belarus. There's an article in Washington Post that apparently Belarus is looking at joining the fight. Oh, um, oh they've they joined. To, what's that? They've joined. Okay. Oh. Yeah, this article thought- is from like the 27th, so it's a few mm. days old. So I'm sure a ton has happened since then. But yeah, Belarus uh, is sending soldiers in to support the Russian troops as well. Oh. And Belarus has, I mean, they've been, they've long been partnered with Putin, and I'm quite sure that Putin didn't have to do a whole lot to get this to happen. No. Well, I mean, they've been the the Russian forces have been staging in Belarus. Yeah. This whole time. Little different though to saying, uh, yeah, you can right. use our land to. Oh yeah, you can use our soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> right. What backup do they need? <laughs> Food and, and uh, fuel, evidently. <laughs> so a couple things came up. I was watching a, a, a. Strangely enough, I was watching a guy who plays uh, uh, chess on on twitch and long story as to how i got there but in any case i was just about to ask you do you sip whiskey while you do that (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) well maybe you're so cultured (laughs) if you knew the long story that you wouldn't (laughs) understand but he had on uh the junior grandmaster chess champion from ukraine and he was talking about what was going on this guy was just outside of kiev and was talking about what he did the day before to get out of the city. And the guy was asking him, like, well, you know, wasn't that dangerous? And he was like, yeah, way more dangerous than we had originally suspected. And But a couple things that he brought up. So there's a couple things that in language that the Russians have used to minimize the independence of Ukraine. Um, First, the phrase, the Ukraine. Now, a lot of people use that. In, in language, you know, when they're just referring to the country, they'd say the Ukraine. Well, apparently this is something in in Russian language that the Ukraine, basically, it kind of delegitimizes the country. And because they refer to the Ukraine as the Ukraine part of Russia, oh, like the Ukraine part of the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the pronunciation of Kiev, which he gave the actual Ukrainian pronunciation, which was something it sounded had a, like a U sound in it. It was like Kiev. But he's like, that's really difficult for English speakers to pronounce. So please just say Kiev because Kiev is the Russian pronunciation of our capital city. So when you hear people saying Kiev and you're used to hearing Kiev and that's why, mm. because they're they're trying to give they're trying to not. Uh, take away the legitimacy of the Ukraine independence in with in simple language terms, I guess. Up until last week, I thought they were two different places. 
what Ukraine and the Ukraine? <laughs> no, Kiev and Kiev oh. with the with the two spellings. I was like, well, these are clearly two different places. <laughs> well, and the spellings is it's because it's being translated from um, was it Cyrillic, and there's no direct translation of the letters. And mm. um, the Russian version with the, with the KI, and the Ukrainian version is the KY. So spell it with the KY and say Kiev. <laughs> but what about when I eat chicken Kiev? I, I don't know what chicken Kiev. That has nothing to do with Ukraine. I don't believe. <laughs> uh, the next thing that I have still related, Pat Robertson back in the news. Yeah. Man, this guy is looking more and more like the, uh, ah, crap, what's the name of the? the tomb Keeper? Uh, the tomb? little puppet guy that introduced horror movies there. Crypt Keeper? Yeah. Crypt Keeper. Yeah, That's the Crypt Keeper. He's looking more and more <laughs> like the Crypt Keeper in a, in a nice powder blue sweater. Mm-hmm. But Pat Robertson says, uh, yeah, he came back on the 700 Club and made this. You can watch the video. It was on Twitter. Right Wing Watch uh, posted it on their Twitter feed. Uh, he says that uh, Putin really doesn't have a choice. Uh, he's being compelled by God. What? Yep. His goal, Putin's goal, according to Pat Robertson, is to move against Israel. And he's going to do this by using Ukraine as a staging area to... Start off the biblical armies moving on Israel, and he goes on and on about how this is the end times. It's it's right in the Bible. All you have to do is read it, maybe with I don't know some acid or something, because it doesn't say anything like this. But yeah, Putin's just being a puppet of God. God is bringing about the end times. This is how he's doing it. Thanks, Pat. And I, I dug in the warning. I did it. I dug into it a little bit, and it's to do with the four kings. Supposedly, he's the king in the north. Of the north, sorry, didn't make mean, mean to make a Game of Thrones. Um, the king of the south is Egypt, and an Arab is Islamic forces. King of the east is China. King of the west is America and the United Kingdom. When all those kings get together Wait, and destroy um, Israel, then the end times can begin. This seems overly complicated. Oh. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I had so many objections to so many elements of that. And the foremost being, I get it. If I'm Pat Robertson and I'm 758 years old, I would be really pumped for the end of times. But right. the rest of us would like to keep existing. Why would you pull for that? Because his time is coming to an end and he wants it to happen in his lifetime. This selfish piece of shit. Also, I, like, I just feel like there's other ways to get around this. But according to Pat Robertson, God's like, well, first off, to get these end times going, I need to make some innocent Ukrainians suffer. Right. Oh, when you had to go through Turkey too, so it, it, it's coming yeah, for them. Somehow next. Turkey's involved in that, and and a country that he mentions that I didn't, I don't like. He mumbled it, and I didn't know what he was saying. Like Turkey and Russia and some other country, the, the Dardanelles, which is the strait in between Turkey and Ukraine, I believe. Isn't okay. That he was he was mumbling about the Dardanelles in any case. Right, and he said that they, they're going to come down and build a land bridge so that they can then move into Israel. Right, they're building a bridge across the strait in the Black Sea. Blah, blah, blah. So when this doesn't happen... Right, because <laughs> it won't. He just he probably just never brings it up again. Right? No, oh, he'll, surely he'll be dead soon. <laughs> He's 91. And won't have to, yeah. We just won't talk about it again, and he'll be dead soon. He'll be fine. Yeah, but he. Yeah, what I'm just saying is Pat Robinson makes asinine predictions like this all the time. Yes. You know, that never come true. Mm. And yet people still listen to him. People still believe, I, believe what Trump says for the same reason. I don't get it. So Jeff did point out, apparently, chicken 
Kiev is somehow related to Ukraine, which is weird. I thought it was like a Spanish or uh, I don't know. Oh, I thought it was a I, Russian I, dish. Well, apparently it is related to Ukraine. So chicken Kiev would be probably the uh, right, more I, correct pronunciation. I will no longer call it chicken Kiev. I've, I'm pretty sure if you asked Putin, he would say it was a Russian dish anyway. So <laughs> It's goddamn delicious. I'll tell you that much. I related this uh, to to Karen as we were – so I had a – there was a video game growing up. When I was growing up in the 80s, Russia was the enemy, right? So a whole bunch – if you had a military-based video game, it was you against the Russians. That's a true story. Well, in this case, the the video game, you had to go to different Russian cities and, you know, take them down. And I remember one of the cities was Kiev and another city was Minsk. And it wasn't until like two days ago that I learned that Minsk was not part of Russia. <laughs> part of the Soviet <laughs> Union, but... <laughs> right. It was all part of the Soviet Union. So you were, you know, the, the final wave was in Moscow. But first you had to get through, you know, at the again, at the time, it was Kiev and mm. Minsk. And yeah, it... it, it to, I had no idea that that, was, uh, that that was actually the capital of Belarus, like... I apparently need to brush up on my geology because when I learned it, it was also a union. Geography? Don't feel bad, Ray. I <laughs> just now I learned that as you were telling the story. So <laughs> I always assumed Minsk was in Russia. <laughs> yep, that makes sense. But that that was one thought I had. And this is a horrible thought, but when when this started, I go, man. This is going to be great for movies because we can go back to having Russians as the bad guys again <laughs> because that shit was awesome in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> because after the 80s and we went to the 90s and it was more like uh, Arab people were bad, you know, in the Middle East. And I was like, I don't know. This just doesn't seem as threatening as the Russians, you know, because Russians are always big and stoic and shit like that. Right. Um, I was like, yeah, we go back to Russian villains. This will be great. <laughs> <laughs> so the one thing that I discovered along the way in this, you know, in my overabundance of news watching and doom scrolling um the gdp the you know, gross domestic product to the size of the economy of russia where do you think it falls in um relationship to other countries i mean you um, know top 50 top five where are you ranking it i couldn't even venture i guess top 20 yeah i was gonna go for top, top 20 too large i was gonna go for top 25 mm. Mm. it's actually number 11 oh okay but texas is bigger <laughs> texas has a higher gdp than russia does wow yeah, I believe that. That's yeah. I don't know for yeah, some I mean, reason. Does, does, it, doesn't California have a higher GDP than most third world countries? Yes, well, most, most countries. countries in, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I found it. It was interesting because they have fewer than half the number of people that we do. It's massively huge, but most of it's just tundra. And if, in my mind, it's always been bigger, and that's probably you know just a generational thing. Back when it was the USSR, it was a bigger threat mm -hmm. than it currently is. So. For sure, but I mean, yeah. Again, unless I see see the scale, you know, to you know, for for mm. the I guess top fifteen GDPs. I say I remember again since we're on the way way back machine. I remember back in what was it like ninety one ninety when they were saying, oh, we're gonna go to war with Iraq. They've got the fourth largest army in the world. Oh, we're gonna meet up with their elite Republican guard. Oh, oh fourth largest army in the world. Man, is there a big drop off after number two and three? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah, there really is. Well, that's the, you know, the, even though uh, Russia, sent, you know, makes a lot of money selling arms, 
I mean, the GDP the size of Texas and all of the money going into the pockets of the oligarchs and Putin himself, right? how well funded is their military? I don't know. Well, considering the amount of Russian equipment that was sold off in the last 20, 30 years, mm. um, I'm thinking it's not nearly as as big as it used to be. But, but yeah, I, it, I guess it, does, it doesn't really matter when you have nukes, right? Yeah. Not as much, yeah. The uh, the what Ian was saying was is absolutely right. I'm watching some of the videos of the uh, the Ukraine troops walking around carrying I I forget what they're called now. N law. I I always refer to them as javelin missiles. Um, the sure. the tank killers. The the missiles that are just technically astounding as to how they work. But um, you you see them walking around with these with these anti tank missiles. And it just, I don't know, to me, it reminds, it does really remind me of, of the, our forces moving in on Baghdad because the news was always like, oh, we've, you know, our forces have yet to meet the elite Republican guard. And then, you know, we get further and further and the troops are just surrendering and they're like, yeah, but we haven't met up with the Republican guard and they dropped the word elite. Mm. And then, you know, by the time we got to Baghdad, it was just the, the guard that the Republicans had made up because everybody had just surrendered and there wasn't really a pushback. It's, it's kind of the same kind of thing that the Russian army, this huge force of, you know, whatever, 170,000 troops or whatever, and they're going to just wipe out Ukraine. Well, apparently not. Apparently all the Ukrainians who just went out and picked up their guns and are fighting back is enough to, to keep this from being a, a full sweep. And lots and lots of Molotov cocktails. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I never thought in my life that I'd be like watching people make tons of those things and the, the news being like, they're keeping them coming. They're churning out those Molotov cocktails. And I was like, isn't that like super fucking dangerous? Yeah, yeah. it really is. Yeah. <laughs> was, well, there was one video on the uh, internet of uh, uh, they were doing a drive-by Molotov cocktail attack on a tank. And as the video ends, you can see the person that threw it out the window is a little on fire. And you're like, ah, Oof. shit. Yeah, those, they're more than just a little dangerous, yeah. if anybody's getting the idea of making. <laughs> I mean, I'm just hearing, I'm like, uh, what's his name? Uh, God, you know, they've been talking about him every day. Uh, the president? The president of Ukraine. Zelensky? Yeah. They're like, yeah, he's got a, vi- they're showing videos on state TV of how to make Molotov cocktails. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> so another one, uh, speaking well, we were talking about Pat Robertson coming out. He didn't really condemn it at all. He, he really backed up what Putin's doing, say that he's doing it for God, whether he knows it or not. Well, not quite that far, but the Latter-day Saints, the Mormons, put out a letter, which really leaves a whole lot of questions. They put out a letter saying, We are heartbroken and deeply concerned by the armed conflict now raging. The Church of Jesus Christ of, of Latter-day Saints has <laughs> members of each of the affected areas throughout the world. Hmm. Our minds and hearts have been turned toward them and our brothers and sisters. They're taking both sides? They're kind of taking both sides. They don't mention either side. Hmm. They don't, they're not specific as to where this, like, this is like a form letter that they just pulled right. out of the drawer and submitted. <laughs> like, there's, it's so wishy-washy. There's nothing to it. Hmm. It was basically, we don't like war. <laughs> I mean, the only people that are on Russia's side at this point are Belarus and Venezuela. Even China's and like- China. No, well, China's like, dude, that's a bit much. <laughs> 
I was with you when you were just threatening. Now you're actually doing it? What are you fucking nuts? Yeah. <laughs> this is going to cost money. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. is I'm wondering if China is, is taking that stance because they're like, oh, you're going to go and, and take over Ukraine? All right. Well, you know, we'll see how that goes. Oh, it's not going that well. Maybe we're not behind you as much now. Yeah. Well, maybe I've heard that because of their like, well, we, maybe we could do this with Taiwan. You yes, know. exactly. Well, and along the, the first weekend, this past weekend, there were flyovers of uh, Chinese jets over Taiwan. And the Taiwanese were like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and sent their own jets up and sent them back home. So they were testing the waters while everybody was distracted. Like, let's see how the world reacts to you, Putin. Oh, everybody hates you? Mm. <laughs> oh, your economy's going in the tank. Shit. Yeah. Meanwhile, Zelensky is coming out as a absolute hero. Mm. People are loving him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the fact that he's been offered evacuation several times and he's like, nope. <laughs> what was his, his quote? I need ammo, not a ride. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, um, s- don't send me your thoughts and prayers. Send me bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Sending out a video of him and all of his chief you know, cabinet members saying, no, we're here. We're fighting. You know, that's wow. Yeah. Yeah, and all over. I'm stunned that even the, the the most famous Ukrainians, they're all taking up arms to defend the country. Right. Like, both of the Klitschko brothers are out there, like, leading their troops. I'm like, really? Who are they? Uh, the one is a retired uh, – he was the heavyweight champ of the world. Mm. Oh. And his brother was also a boxer of similar but slightly less renown. I did see that uh, Miss Ukraine 2015 was all outfitted in, in you know, wartime carrying a, an AR rifle. Like, she, yeah. There was a whole <laughs> contingent of like a dozen um, Ukrainians that lived in Ireland that all went home, put on their uniforms. Oh, nice. Yeah. They're coming from all over the place. I think, forget what the number was. It's like 1,500 people, um, ex-soldiers, people that, you know, had experience. Sure. Had repatriated themselves to fight in the fight. I'm like, Damn. So how do you think this ends up? Oh, that is a difficult question. <laughs> what is difficult? I mean, do, do they get supplies? Do the do the Russians not totally, you know, the Russian soldiers, I mean, not totally lose heart and just become a, a disaster where Putin sends, you know, 100,000 Russians to die in Ukraine? Like, yeah. uh, I mean, the, I the, pro- the problem is the, the instability of Putin at the moment. He doesn't look healthy. He's old. There's been rumors for a while that he has some disease, so he's viewing this as his last chance at, you know... Reestablishing the dominance of the yeah. former Soviet Union. Yes, and, and cementing his name in, in the history books. But to what end, though? I mean, like, if he goes in there and just, like, slaughters. say he slaughters everybody and takes it over, like, I mean, that's not going to stand. No. You know? It's not going to... I mean, like, it's just not going to be good in any... There's no... Good outcome for him, I feel. No. I mean, I don't know a lot about geopolitics, but, like, so is he just, I mean, again, you know, I hear shit about, oh, he's not doing well. He's, you know, I'm like, well, is that true? I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to tell. You know, like, I really feel, and again, I could be wrong. I feel like since this is going so poorly and maybe he just, like, got mad and, and shot off and sent them in, that he is just going to declare victory, say he got all the Nazis that he wanted, and pull out. Yeah, but it's it, it's that face saving. He, I don't know if that kind of face saving is good enough. I mean, it'd be like expecting Trump to you know change his mind on something. The ego just won't let him. Right, but if you twist it in a way that well, we did what we said we were going to do. We got mm-hmm. them. 
You know, that doesn't sound like Putin to me. But yeah. he didn't say he didn't never said I'm not going into you. I'm going to Ukraine to liberate it. I'm not going in to take it over. We know he's trying to take it over, but he never said that. So to so to say, I did liberate it. Job well done. Let's go home. Mm. Because the only other option is to f- go full in. Yeah, I think he's more likely I, to go full in. Unfortunately, I, I, I mean, again, I, I you know, I just don't see how that's going to work for him. I don't know. Worst case scenario, I mean, he recently, what yesterday, put his uh, nuclear administration, whatever they're called, on high alert. They've already taken over the area of. Um, <laughs> I can't think of what it's called, where the uh, nuclear accident happened. Chernobyl. Oh, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Yeah. Chernobyl. Wow, I can't think of Chernobyl. <laughs> Jesus. And that's a, that is one thing, too, that worries me. I, I think the, the threat around that is I'm going to make this area a giant dirty bomb. Uh, he right. already bombed a couple of areas that had nuclear waste. I mean, is, is he going scorched earth? Ugh. I don't put anything past him. But if he does that, I mean, how does this play out then? Not well. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, nobody has done something like that. Yeah, I mean, as far so. as as far as the world's reaction to it, I mean, there's no, there, there, there's no way. I'm sorry, I keep turning my phone down, and I don't know why sounds keep coming out of it. <laughs> there's just no way that like we're just people are the rest of the planet is just going to let that go. No, no, I certainly wouldn't think so. So, I mean, and again, that's what I hear is that everyone's in Russia is, is scared about a new Iron Curtain coming down and be like, great, we're going to be fucking cut off from the rest of the world for how many years again? Yeah. Making giant North Korea out of them. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. This th- this one, I, I got no idea which way this is going to go. And it scares me a little bit. Well, that's, a, that's the problem with not understanding why he's mm-hmm. doing this. And it... We keep saying he, it is Russia that's doing it, but at the same time, it doesn't look like anybody else is pushing for this. Like, nobody. Nobody else in his cabinet. Like, even the people who are on the news spreading his gospel, so to speak, are wishy-washy about it. Like, you know, they'll they ask the hard questions about, well, you know, have they thought this through? And the responses are like, well, you know, that's a good question. Um, you know, it's, it's very strange that... You you don't have even Putin's minions aren't really behind it that much, it seems. Right. Even in his uh, security meeting that he had, that uh, was the end of last week sometime, um, his, I don't remember what cabinet member it was, wasn't completely towing the line. I think we talked about this last week. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we did. He was completely shut down. So yeah. it's, he's, he does not have the support of the people in general. He doesn't have the support, of, I don't think, of a lot of the people that report to him, but he's surrounded himself with yes men that have told him for the last 20 years that, you know, he's wonderful and this is what he should do. So, yeah, it's <laughs> scary shit. I don't know. I just feel like the world has changed so much, mm-hmm. you know. In the past but... week, it's changed so much. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact that NATO, the fact that the Switzerland said, no, you can't use us as your, you know, your banking system for Funny money. You can't use us mm-hmm. anymore. They joined the European Union's blockade of Russia. I'm like, Switzerland? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Who didn't have anything to say about, uh, you know, Germany mm. in World War II. But this? This is too far. It seems weird. <laughs> yeah. well, well, again, that was, you know, 70 years ago. <laughs> right. And what do, they, what do they know? What did they learn that we don't know? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like this was not thought through at mm. all. Like what? I mean, all this for for the Ukraine? Sorry, nope. Ukraine. 
Yeah, they all mean the the only thing that makes sense is that it's Putin want to wanting to reestablish uh, control over former members of the uh, Soviet Republic. Right, like and, that's that's I, it. And to that end, the president, prime minister, what he is of Belarus, um, showed a map. And it's this picture of it on the internet of um, you know, troop movements, and one of the troop movements was into a, yet another country, and that other other country is going, "Hello, hold up." <laughs> so th this is there's more planned in this already, and the Belarusian uh, president let some of it loose yesterday. I think it was. Hmm. All right, that's all I have on Ukraine. You guys have anything else before I move on? I don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll just have to. <sighs> It's hard to to know what's going on when we can't put a reason, any reasoning behind yeah. why we're where we are. Well, clearly Putin listens to this show, so I expect uh, <laughs> something tomorrow. So we'll have to wait a whole fucking week to talk about it. You're right. right. <laughs> clearly, something's going to come out tomorrow. All right, back over to the U.S. Uh, this was interesting. So there have been. Several different domestic terrorist plots that have been thwarted over the last couple years. And I just want to bring this one to light because this one seems like it actually it, it could cause could have caused major problems. So there were three people who now have uh, pleaded guilty in a plot to attack the United States power grids. These are three Americans, to be clear. This is domestic terrorism. They are uh, neo-Nazis. They decided that they were going to shut down the United States power grid, uh, disable it across the country like they had specific targets in mind, and they were going to use high-powered rifles to disable equipment. This was uh, like this was their plan. And the, the, the idea would be they shut down the power grid, people would be without power for like a month or more before it could be reestablished because of the damage done. And in that time, it would lead about to a race war and induce the next Great Depression in which they could then, I guess, I don't know, the neo-Nazis rise up and take control. I, I, that last part. More so? <laughs> the, what? Yeah. Why so does the power being out lead to a race war? Well, it's helter-skelter, yeah. Why does, you know... Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. Well, it's, it's very much like collecting underpants. <laughs> step one, we take out the power grid. Step two, mm -hmm. step three, race war. Hmm. It didn't happen in Texas when the power went out for however long it went out, twice in the past year. So these guys did have this plan together. They have, like I said, they have pleaded guilty. They they had gone so far as when they, they were loading up their cars and the article's a bit off here because it states with AR-47 rifles, and I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are AK-47s and AR-15s. AR-47 isn't a thing, so I'm not... Maybe that's one of the high-powered rifles that they were going to use to take out the equipment. Sure, the high-powered rifle that nobody's ever heard of before. Correct. So That's how they have a tactical advantage. Yeah, I find it less likely. <laughs> And everybody knows black people only use AR-47s, thus the race war will start. <laughs> Jesus, Ray, do some homework. <laughs> they also made up suicide necklaces that had uh, fentanyl pills just in case they were caught. Um, apparently, one of them did swallow uh, this pill during a traffic stop where he was arrested. But, yeah, the, the police know how to handle that, and he survived because they... Ha, ha uh, fucker, you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> Go to jail. 
Now, yeah, now go to your room in jail. <laughs> so, but with this, they face a maximum sentence of 15 years. Oh, that seems a little light. Doesn't it? That's yeah. what I thought. <laughs> huh. Oh, and just FYI, the, the AR-47 is an AR-15 chambered in 7.62 by 39. Whatever no, the hell that that's means. That's not. Yeah. That's, it's made that's up. not a thing. That, th but, that Maybe that's like a street name for it or something. That's yeah. not. It's a modified AR-15. Uh, is it reasonable to think that maybe the sentence seems light because they were thwarted and didn't actually go through with it? Oh, maybe. And Hessen-Jixen, it's not treason because we're, we're not at war. Treason is, you need war for that. But they were at war, right? They wanted to start <laughs> a war. So why? <laughs> <laughs> and yes, yeah, 7.62 is a measurement. It's 7.62 millimeters. That is a NATO round, quote unquote. It's the same as a, a American 308. It's mm -hmm. the same same measurement. Uh, just a 308 is in inches. 7.62 is in millimeters. Yeah, 15 years. Anyway, I, I, this was just one of the... There, there have been, like I said, there have been several, and this one, it seemed like they were on the verge of actually starting. Would they have actually been able to accomplish anything? I don't know. Because apparently, these guys also communicated over social media and had had meetups in places and were being tracked because of their social media neo-Nazi bullshit. Um, so they, they, they were found and it was thwarted fairly easily from what I understand. But at the same time, the idea that there are people in this country who, who really want to do this, I mean, the is, good, it's surprising and astounding. Yeah. The good news part of it is they're pri primarily idiots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, fentanyl, suicide <laughs> necklaces, come on. What are you doing? <laughs> also, I mean, what, I mean, I guess you don't have the details, but I'm very curious on how they plan to do this with just guns. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would have to have, I mean, military grade sniper rifles are designed to take out armored armored cars armored you know encampments so i mean that's what they're they're not supposed to actually be used against personnel because they're too destructive so but they thought three people could um get around all yeah. the redundancy that's built into the system yeah maybe they were just they, gonna drive hmm. around and shoot power plants until everything that's what I, well that's what i was thinking i was like maybe they were just gonna go outside the power plant and like shoot wires connected to it and think that would be, you know, it's going to be months before they can fix those lines. Like, <laughs> Meanwhile, I just routed around. <laughs> yeah. And a small area is out, but... Eh. They're like, hey, dish up in this town, the lines are in the ground. Fuck! <laughs> we should have got shovels instead of guns! <laughs> we would just shoot it to the ground. <laughs> Man. I mean, I understand what you're saying, Ray, but also I'm like, I'm not scared of these three guys. <laughs> yeah, it's scary that they exist, but at the yeah. same time, yeah, they, they like Keystone Cops kind of way. Well, I get, but I mean, like, I feel like this has existed for a while. I mean, I remember reading about crazy militias in the 90s and the 80s, you know? Like, you know, th these people are always around. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, going back to, you know, Helter Skelter, what's his name? Um, Manson. Manson wanted to create, he wanted to do the same thing. He wanted to create a race war somehow by, you know, killing some white folks, but whatever. <laughs> right. And writing Cracker on the walls or something. <laughs> yeah. Writing Helter Skelter on the wall because people knew what that meant. Not at, by the way, I, even though I am kind of being glib, yeah, you should still investigate these things. Oh, and, yeah, <laughs> they can still do some damage. All right, uh, the next thing I've got, and um, the article that I'm posting, it is from the Religion News Service because, of course, I'm taking kind of a you know secular point of view of this. But uh, switching gears severely, Biden's nomination for the Supreme Court 
Katanji Brown Jackson. Um, <laughs> I thought of you, Ray, as soon as she opened her mouth. But go ahead. <laughs> was that because when as soon as she opened her mouth, her speech started with, I must begin this brief with very brief remarks by thanking God for delivering me to this point of my professional journey. My mm-hmm. life has been blessed beyond measure, and I do know that one that one can only come this far by faith. Yep. Yeah. I said, oh boy, this is going <laughs> to chap raise ass. <laughs> I'm eye-rolling so hard, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> I mean, okay, it's fine. Like, she's a person of faith. She, she wants to declare that. But I'm... I've not seen anything that leads me to believe that she is going to have her faith make her the, the decisions that, that she's going to have to make. Like, I don't think that's going to be a problem. But at the same time, I mean, yeah. do you have to start that way? <laughs> well, I, I, I think if it, if it shuts down the evangelical Christians to a certain extent, meh. If it makes them not have an argument. What, what were the first of all, what were the what were those Christians going to do? Oh, just. And why do they need shutdown? Well, down? true. Bitch and moan and complain to their congressman. Are they able to vote on whether or not she gets confirmed? No, just, just bitch and moan at their congressman and protest and That's do fine. They, they parades can do that. and all that shit. They're going to do that anyway. Maybe. She's not white. They don't tolerate that shit. <laughs> um, also, her announcement, I don't know, I found it very non-shocking. Hmm. If you're getting nominated by Joe Biden, do you think he looked at this list and went, you know what I need? More secular people <laughs> yeah, on this list. <laughs> not true. at all. As long as as, no, as long yeah. as there is a separation of church and state, it's whatever. I don't you believe whatever the hell you want. Just right, but when, when don't you're, impact you're, me. Right, just so you know, Karen, there's not. I know. Right, and when you when you get nominated, and that's the first thing out of your mouth is I, no. I'm going to have to start by thanking God and saying that I couldn't be here except for my faith. Well, that's clearly excluding all secular people in the country. From because everybody who's secular in the country is like, oh, so I wouldn't be able to get there because I don't have faith. Mm. Like that's that's what she's saying. Now, again, I don't think this is going to impact her decisions. I I've seen no evidence that it that it has in the past. But at the same time, just could we not? <laughs> yeah. But in any case, mm. that's all. That's the only negative thing I know about her right now is that she's, she's very much one, a person but, of faith. Yeah. What was that? It's a pretty big one, but whatever. Like the inside ain't shit we can do about it, so. <laughs> no, I felt the same way as Ray. I was like, oh, come on, man. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. It's super disappointing. Yeah. Mm. If it was a political thing, you know, that's one thing. But then again, Ian made that point. Like, <laughs> she could have come out and said everything. She could have talked exactly like Donald Trump and backed every point he had. They'd still be against her. True. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I do like Jeff's point. During your confirmation, somebody needs to ask her if she likes beer. Do you like beer? Do you know what boofing is? <laughs> Have you ever been blackout drunk? Have you, Lindsey Graham? <laughs> ever been blackout drunk on a mint julep? <laughs> mint julep binger? I assume that's what he... <laughs> oh, I would have to think so. All right. Moving on to, while we're on American politics, moving on back to Texas... And uh, Governor Abbott, man. All right. So apparently <laughs> the secretary of wait, no, not the secretary of state. It was the attorney general of Texas. There you go. Yep. Um, decided that he was going to it's he called gender affirming treatments for transgender children. This would be 
And I wasn't really sure what gender affirming treatments were, but to me, that's a very broad generic term, but apparently it's anything that falls in under it. So taking hormones to anything that, in my mind, it's anything that uh, goes against the born gender has been declared as child abuse. So now the governor is directing state agencies to do investigations on parents who use gender-affirming care. And investigating it as child abuse. So this is a, a complete direct attack on LGBTQ people, um, well, specifically it, it, children. Yeah, but it, it's kind of the, um, what is the race, uh, race theory um, argument, though? Because it's, it's not really a thing. There are very, very few children that are treated under the age of 18. It's not medically ethical in most cases and it's going to be by exception only so it's tr it's the same argument i'm going to i'm going to fight against something that doesn't really happen well but how broad is this thing like could it be like if you let your son wear what is typically mm. called women's clothes at age 7 because he wants to and you don't stop him can that be considered child abuse uh, uh, no. for this yes no, no, yeah, no. I, Ian, i'm not saying it is i'm saying no i'm saying for this no oh, you, you sure don't think so how is that could be? I don't know how that could be construed as gender affirming care from a medical professional. Oh, mm. so it does. Say, okay, I didn't catch the medical professional part. I, where else would you go for gender affirming care? I guess maybe I added that. Oh, well, it's definitely gender affirming care is in the the I don't know it was executive order or something. It was sure. Yeah, I was just about to say like which Grinch said psychologist. Mm. I am not sure that it's sure. it's only for medical personnel though. I, I think they're keeping it vaguely vague on purpose so they can go whoever they want to go after right more importantly sure, you have to have a big umbrella to catch yeah. to catch all the gays that you don't like but <laughs> but more importantly is there a bounty if i call in somebody for it <laughs> That's what not I yet not yet okay no yeah see this is uh so in, in a letter from the governor it's talking uh, talking to the department of family and protective services this would be the group the governmental group who would intervene if they find out that a kid is being beaten or sexually abused. So I don't think they're just going after medical professionals, that it's medical care. They, they could target parents. And it's so broadly stated, I, I would say that the kid wearing, you know, the, the, the kid wearing a dress, because that's what they feel comfortable in, I think they could go after the parents for child abuse for letting that happen. The way it's worded, that's what it sounds like to me. Mm hmm and even with all that, it's Texas, it's not impossible. Yeah, yeah. You, you keep it nebulous enough, you know. Yeah. Right. And uh, some some asshole judge. <laughs> they're going to spend years in court. <laughs> but even with all that, though, Go Governor Gre Greta Gabbitt tonight won his GOP nomination, defeating challengers from the right. So he is again going to be running for governor of Texas against two-time loser Beto O'Rourke. Yes, against two-time loser Beto O'Rourke. Oh, he won the. Democratic primary? Yep. By an enormous landslide. I don't think anybody ran against him. He won 92%. You know, Abbott I can't won 70%. I can't remember 
why I got off the better O'Rourke train. What did he he did something? <laughs> I, he definitely did, and I remember. Uh, when when I saw him, he was running for president and he came to local university and I saw him speak. I remember that next show, I mentioned it, and you were very clear that you were off the Beto O'Rourke train, you didn't like him, and I don't recall why at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I cannot remember what he did. What the hell was it? I don't remember. I s- There's too many, too many possibilities. It- <laughs> was it when he said, I do plan to take all your guns? Why would I care about that? No, I don't know. No, it was something I because it it, it was doesn't track well. It was something <laughs> after he dropped out that I, I don't know if he backed somebody or he said something. Might have had to do with Medicare for all. He might have been shitting on. Oh, wait a minute, he backed Biden. That's what it was. Ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, fuck Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> Except that he should win. He should win Texas, though. Well, listen, I, I, a bag of rocks should win Texas. <laughs> so yeah, I want him to win, but fuck him. Yeah, I wouldn't risk that. Those rocks in Texas are super conservative and weird. <laughs> and all carry guns. Uh, yeah. True. <laughs> Speaking of super conservative and weird in Texas, I mentioned in the beginning, another Bush to continue the Bush dynasty. Again, George Bush is running in Texas. George P. Bush this time. And any guesses to who he is? George W. George Bush is Jeb's... Uh, oldest son? I believe old. I, I'm not sure about oldest. He is definitely Jeb's son. I think he's the oldest. Jeb's okay. son. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So, yeah, he is. W would be his uncle. Right. George Bush Sr. is his grandfather. So, yeah, he right. is going to be running for attorney general. And before you, we just had the story about how the attorney general said that, you know, basically declared war on LGBTQ people by putting out this, this ruling that, you know, right. it's child abuse. And you think, well, Fuck him. At least, you know, get a Bush in there. At least it'll be a little stable. Guess again. Mm. George P. Bush totally backs Trump. Uh, He's 100% on the Trump wall. Uh, He's he's talked about massive voter fraud. He's he's right in the Trump camp. Oh, he's not the oldest son then. He's the the middle child. (laughs) Yeah, because he must hate his father. He's rebelling. Yeah. Yeah. Or he's just like, I want to win. And I'll say whatever I can to do it. That would seem weird. It just—I mean—they named him George. Are they all—is it like George Foreman? They named all their sons George because normally, if you uh, name a son after the the father, it's the first one. Well, well w, I, I, does W have a son? Yeah, I think he only has girls. Yeah, I think and he only if has, Jeb, right? Jeb had kids later in life. He might have said, "Can I have George?" Yeah, but Jeb Jeb is Jeb is George Senior's oldest, right? Ah, uh, uh, and as his oldest, it falls on him to decide whether or not to continue the Georging. <laughs> George, George already missed his chance, but he also was a two-time president, so. Mm. <laughs> and Jeb was just a goofus with an exclamation point yep. after his name. <laughs> he was, what, governor in Texas, or in Florida? Is that right? He was governor, yeah. Yeah, Florida. Yeah, yeah George. He was the, during uh, W's campaign. Right, yeah. George P. is Jeb's oldest son. Oldest son. Uh, okay. He's 45 years. John Bush, John Bush Jr. I don't know who he's a junior to. Is Jeb John? I don't know. In any case, he's only 38. There's a seven-year difference between them. Damn, they're younger than us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so apparently John Ellis... Okay, this is really weird. So Jeb, son to George Sr., had 
two sons. The first one he named after George, and the second one he named after himself, John Ellis. So it's John Ellis Bush Jr. and John mm. Ellis Bush, who is actually known as Jeb. This is the most confusing so fucking thing. Is, what? Wait, wait, wait. It's just like Job <laughs> from uh, Arrested Development, George Oscar Bluth. Yeah, but wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, wait. Wait, wait. George H.R. Bush, right? Yes. Yes, H.W. H.W. Real name yes. is John? Is no. that what you said? No, no, no. George H.W. Bush is George. Okay. George is, old, apparently, I was wrong. George H.W.'s oldest son is W. Oh, okay, okay. That would make more sense. Yes. W's little younger brother is John Elizabeth Bush. <laughs> Elizabeth? I or think goes it, by I think it's Ellis, but sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth now. That's what I heard. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> you know what, though? I-, I can see the confusion because Jeb does look older than George W. Mm. Yes. He acts older. He looks older. <laughs> he seems more responsible as an older brother, whereas W would be the more irresponsible younger brother, but turns out it was the other way around. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Thank you for... Oh. Thank you, Grinch. George P. <laughs> Bush, the P stands for Prescott. Which was the original, that's H.W.'s father, who was the original shithole of the family, mm. who backed the Nazis uh, financially <laughs> and uh, he started this whole Bush dynasty. Yeah, Prescott Bush is a true piece of shit. H.W. is nothing compared to how bad his father was and the, the and Jeb and, and George W., whatever. Just, I feel if you go far back enough in any of these dynasty political families, you're going to find that they sided with the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Jeb, money. Yeah. again from Discord, Jeb is named Jeb because his name is John Ellis Bush, J-E-B. Mm. So he was, so his political campaign was for Jeb Bush Bush? <laughs> yeah. What a weird thing to do. Like, I would, if you had said to me, oh, are you going to vote for John Bush? I'd be like, who the fuck is John Bush? Like, I know Jeb. And they're like, yeah, that's John. I'm like, why does he yeah. call himself Jeb? <laughs> Jeb Bush Bush. <laughs> Because the email address he was assigned in college was J-E-B, so he became Jeb. <laughs> he just he just went with it. Yep. Is there a Gob Bluth here? <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are the Republicans done with the Bushes, though? Like, kind of how, like, we're done with the Clintons? I don't know. We'll I, see. He's uh, going to get Trump's backing. You think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's towing the line, and he's got Bush in his name, so. He's and towing he's the anti line. the other Bushes. Right. But he's still but got he's, that Bush name and like Yeah, but he's a Bush that's on Trump's side and that makes Trump happy. I mean he can throw it in the other Bush's faces. I guess so. I mean, I just remember Trump remember when they couldn't uh show the USS John McCain right. around mm-hmm. him yeah. and that wasn't even named for the John <laughs> McCain he didn't like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Good luck, John. Jeb two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeb two. <laughs> <laughs> But they call him T-O-O, not, not the number two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next article I've got, and this is again from uh, W-H-Y-Y, which every time I see it, I, I hear, why? <laughs> this was uh, brought to my attention from Center for Inquiry. Um, there is a church-based tutor system that – so the parents of this church in in – what is this, Bucks County, 
Oh, I had what state it was in. Now I've lost it. Pennsylvania. It's been Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Bucks County, Pennsylvania. So there's a school district that is encouraging parents to use a free tutor system. The tutors, in this case, are from a church. The only real other option they have is to try to get the, the teachers to tutor, which really the teachers pretty much have enough to do without a sideline tutor th- system. But the problem is a one of the parents decided to ask the this this tutor system if they could tutor her daughter in AP biology because her her daughter was having problems in, in AP biology she wanted to get a tutor so she sent a letter to the uh, the tutors to saying hey can you help my child understand evolution and they responded with a letter saying that they would teach her evolution through a biblical worldview Meaning that we believe God created the world in six literal days. Strangely enough, this parent, who is not a person of faith, didn't think that that was a great answer. And this is the only, like, tutor available. Only approved tutors? Yeah. It's stupid stupid in two different ways. One, that you know, religious. Two, you're going to fail the test if you do that. Yeah. With, so when your only tutor, God did it. <laughs> when your only yeah. tutor is going to teach your kid the exact opposite of what's going to be on the exam, it seems problematic. Yeah. Huh. So she's rabble rousing and kicking up a fuss. Yes. Um, this Good. is the only free tutoring program, um, and it's also the only program that supports Spanish-speaking students. Mm. And and it is recommended by the district. So the district is recommending a church tutoring system for kids i mean i i just have a problem with that in general i mean there was there was no one in my maybe it's just personal experience but there was no one in my church at all that i would want me even tutoring like i, I wouldn't have wanted their tutoring in math i wouldn't want it in history no. like there's no portion of this that i would want a religious person uh to be my kid's tutor i don't comparative know. religion maybe that's about it though except comparative what yeah it's all going to be well, christianity Sure. I'm going to get your point of view, and then I'm going to go talk to the Buddhist over here. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that, I mean, I was going to say maybe the school district didn't know, didn't know that it was a, you know, biblical-based, except that it's called Revivals. Wow. Yeah. And it's R-E colon Vivals yeah, Resource I Center. Don't, I don't really understand that grammar, but no. it's also the church calls the uh, tutors seed planters. Oh, oh nice. Jeez. <laughs> This oh, man. Just, the, the more you read this in this article, the worse it gets. Yeah. So hopefully, like, Freedom From Religion Foundation gets involved in this. And uh, I just don't I just don't understand why that would be recommended by the district. Uh, the next religious nonsense that I have is from Colorado. There was a slew of bills that was introduced in uh, Col- Colorado legislation where they had to they had to vote on these bills. Um, the bills were all anti-abortion bills and the one Democrat in, uh, who was in on this said of, of the night and of the arguments being presented, he said it was truly disgusting. Um, Mm. there were three different bills that were being introduced. They were all voted down straight down party line. There was a bill introduced that would ask to ask patients a series of questions about their motivations for seeking an abortion. None um, of your goddamn business. They said, yeah. 
They said it would allow for more efficient collection of data on on abortion in Colorado. <laughs> However, uh, a couple of the Democrats in the room at the time said, yeah, that, that information already exists. Mm. Uh, so really, you're just putting pressure on people who are trying to just get an abortion in a difficult time in their lives. Wow. Well, I'm glad it all failed, but... Yeah. yeah. One of them tried to bring up an image of a 21-week-old, I think it was a miscarriage, and they were going to present this at the uh, at the vote, like at the hearing. Why did she have an image of her lost 21-week-old fetus? Yeah. Blown up. <laughs> well, Lush. she didn't. She's lying. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Again, how how this stuff just gets to the – I mean, I know it's a state, not federal, but I can imagine this happening with our current Congress as well. Yeah. It's just amazing wow. what, what level they'll, they'll sink to. But hey, it all got voted down only because the Democrats outnumber Republicans currently in Colorado. For now. Ugh. Meanwhile, back in Oklahoma, which apparently comes up nearly every week now, uh, they advanced a bill <laughs> banning abortion – 30 days into the pregnancy. Wow. Jeez. It passed a committee eight to three. And as we all know from previous laws that have been passed in Oklahoma, it's going to pass. Like, there's no, there's no question 100%. about it. Yeah. Yeah. And 30, 30 days, days, again, most people don't even know they're pregnant within 30 days. I don't know if this is going to be another one that goes to the Supreme Court. If it'll get that far, I... I don't feel like there's a need at the moment. Mm. Like, the Supreme Court has already ruled that abortion is illegal. Right. That you can make abortion illegal on a state level. Right. We're just waiting for the paperwork at this point. Right. Right. Because Texas outlawed it. They went, yep, that's good with us. And we went, okay, that's the end. Yeah. As soon as it's official, a whole bunch of existing state laws will go back into effect, and it will immediately be illegal in a whole bunch of states. For sure. I mean, right now, if you want to ramp that up, just, I don't know. Uh, it's not, it's illegal after... You know, 15 days, and it's a bounty system. Mm. They love that bounty yeah. system. Helps keep poor people down. Helps keep poor people fighting amongst each other. Mm. That's that's good good eating right there. Yeah. So it doesn't matter that Roe v. Wade is not overturned. It's just, they're just going to ignore it. Correct. Right. Yes. It's a consequence-free system. All right. Last thing I have on religious news. Uh, this is just... Uh, I really wanted to mention this because I noticed when I was browsing listens on SoundCloud that our podcast has uh, at least a couple listens in Ireland. So, hey, this might oh. be relevant to a couple people. Hi, uh, Ireland. In the Irish Times. <laughs> Top of the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. And we just lost all our Irish listeners. Yeah. <laughs> all two of them are gone. Uh, the Irish Times, there is a secular group encouraging people to chick to tick no religion in an upcoming census. So there is a census hmm. coming up. There hasn't been a census since 2016, apparently. And this time, don't check the religion that you were born into or the religion that your parents were. If you are not religious, you don't attend church. Even if you're not an atheist, just tick no religion because you're not religious. Mm. Um, they have changed the census. The tick box for no religion is also the first option. It's not oh, going to nice. be hidden at the bottom. Nice. Huh. Why is it first? That's interesting. I mean, I would think Catholic would be first in Ireland. I think it does come first, <laughs> mm. but maybe not. 
Um, so in any case, they also agreed to change the wording of of the questionnaire because it used to say what like basically what religion are you? And people would take that as to you know I was born into this religion. It was a it was a leading. Mm. It, you know, what is your religion? Was the question and. It presupposes that you have a religion. So now the question is, what is your religion, if any? And no religion is at the top of the list. So nice. I think this will be a more realistic result. Yeah, I always wish that they would add on um, religious but not practicing as an option as well. What religious person would admit that? <sighs> a lot of people are traditionally – I mean, they think of themselves as – Christian or something, but they they don't practice it, so they don't follow any of the the, the tenets of the Bible. Mm. So they're really not Christians, but mm. it gives them an out. And usually they won't vote, you know, the the, the crazy anti-abortion nonsense either. What are you doing, people? Just give it up <laughs> and be an atheist. <laughs> yeah, it's scary to think about sometimes, but it's okay. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. It's like, look, I don't want to follow the rules, but I'm also scared of uh, <laughs> the black the void of dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That keeps Jared up some nights. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it, a lot of times it comes down to, well, what if what if you're wrong? What if there is a heaven and I'm making a bad decision? And well, they, then God should forgive that if that's yeah. true. The thing is, he's given us such little evidence of his existence, right? <laughs> I also, I, I'm always, whenever confronted with that question, the the answer is, well, I've heard about heaven. It's nonstop worshiping of a god that I don't mm. like. Like, why would I ever worship a being who has put all these bullshit in place, who has created parasites that feed off of people's eyes, that has cancer for children specifically? Like, fuck mm. that guy, if it exists. And make one True. mistake and you have eternal damnation. <laughs> right. Or the the ultimate sin of, of not believing in him. It's like you, We live in, a, in an evidence-based world. I know you don't like that idea, <laughs> but we live in an evidence-based world. But that's the test. That's know? the test, Karen. Mm. You have to have faith. If you had said we used to live in an evidence-based <laughs> oh, world, good point. and then told me stop to steal 2020, <laughs> I would have said, you're right, Karen, that does make sense, but now. That's true. And, and all those people are going to heaven, Ian. <laughs> good for them. Because they believe in shit with zero evidence. <laughs> God's like, it's just how I like it. He's apparently your God would also be a huge fan of Rudy Giuliani and Ugh. all of the other Trump people and my pillow guy who's oh. pushing tons of stuff with zero evidence or Marjorie Taylor Greene, who just this week said she she absolutely knows that there was fraud in the election. What evidence? I don't need any evidence. Okay. Anybody see uh, what's his name? Pillow guy. Mike, Lindell? Mike Pillow, Lin Mike, Mike Lindell. Lindell. Yeah. Crazy interview over at CPAC yeah. this week <laughs> where he was chanting traitor, traitor to, uh, to journalists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just this poor guy. He's so unhinged. Oh, yeah. All right. Speaking of unhinged, there's an article on Vice. Um, there's, there's not a whole lot to it. However, QAnon is not dead. It seems to be fading. It's not in the news as much. But QAnon believers are still out there. They're still they're still growing, unfortunately. Um, in a survey that was done by the Public Re uh, Religion Research Institute, the most recent survey found that 16% of Americans believe the core tenets of the <gasps> QAnon conspiracy theory. That is alarmingly high. Yeah. 
One year ago it was f- what was that percentage? One year ago it was fourteen percent. This last survey it was sixteen percent. Yes, of Americans believe in the core tenets of Q- QAnon. Yeah, yeah, sixteen percent. Are- well, what are the tenets? <laughs> well, the, the um, eating baby shit and lizard people in deep state, all that stuff. I feel like that number is way too high. What is that? How many? What's that? Fourteen percent? Sixteen percent? Sixteen percent? That sounds about right. Wow. How many people is that? With three hundred and thirty-three million, roughly. Right. Sixteen percent of that. I don't know. Ray, do math. <laughs> yeah, someone do math. So ten percent would be thirty-three million. You add another half <gasps> onto that, so it'd be like forty-six, forty, near near that between is... forty-five and fifty million people. No fucking way. That is super I, I alarming. Believe, I don't believe that. <laughs> now what? Adrena Chrome. Fuck, fuck your facts. I will refuse your facts. <laughs> I would then have to question what makes you not believe that. I refuse your. It just seems so. Like that's a large chunk of fucking people. Yeah. Not really. It's only sixteen percent. I, I know, but it just—it's an incredible minority of people. I, yes, it is a minority. You're, you're right. I know. It's just. I just. I'd be way I, happier I, if it was like two percent. <laughs> I just. I say which number would you be the happiest with? I just feel like if you I said, "Why is sixteen percent unrealistic in the United States of?" Idiots. Stupidistan, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know what? Stupidistan. That's just racist. <laughs> Come on, Karen. I guess I just don't want to believe it. Maybe that's more what it is. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. I support you there. Now, I don't know how many people were surveyed in this, but it is a survey. It's like, you know, a snapshot. But as Jeff points out, right. the math works out. 16% of the American population would be 53 million people. Wow. I find it interesting that somebody that believes in QAnon would answer a survey, not telling the government about what my thoughts are, put my tinfoil hat back on. <laughs> yeah, but if they can get the word out there, mm. it's worth the risk. <laughs> no, I think QAnon comes with an enormous dose of selfishness. I'm sure there's some overlap, but Grinch also says that there's 16% of the population is flat earthers. Mm. Mm. I, there's got to be a huge amount of, of overlap there. Right. Sure. But uh, but flat earthing comes a lot of out of out of religion. Q doesn't really come out of I mean, some of it does come out of religion, but a lot of it doesn't. A lot of it just comes out of the Internet. So, yeah, some overlap, but not as much as one would think. All right. We need to correlate this between flat earthers and Q or religion and Q. Flat earthers and Q. Oh, uh, yeah. I I thought a lot of the flat earthers. I thought that was religious based. I thought it had something to do with. Yeah, that's what Karen said. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Q, Q, not right. as much religious. Right. Oh, I think so. Well, I think the same type of people, though, that they're targeting. Anybody who is willing to mm. accept things without any evidence and, you know, who is super susceptible to groupthink and- You bring up good points. Uh, yeah, I think there's probably a ton of overlap. Mm. I think Q's all about and that. Q definitely needs you to not trust the government. And you really need to not trust the government in order to believe that the earth is flat. Like- how else is, <laughs> you know, all that misinformation, quote unquote, in all the school books? It's the man trying to fool you. For so many years. For all that precious round earth money that they get. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. However, some some people who believe in this crap, there there is some comeuppance a little bit here and there. Uh, a doctor who promoted that vaccines cause autism. He's also said that... Uh, the COVID-19 vaccine was a bioweapon. He has had his 
license suspended. Um, <laughs> Paul Stoller, he in 2021, Medical Board of California revoked his license because, but not because of his beliefs and not because of his statements. They revoked his license because he wrote medical exemptions for school vaccine requirements. And most of these that he wrote were prior to COVID. He, really? Yeah. Between 2016 and 2019, he wrote about 500 exemptions for people, charging between $400 and $600 per child. Oh, nice. <laughs> to write a medical exemption. To write a medical exemption so, so that their kid did not have to get vaccinated. He did not ask for any of the child's medical records. He did not consult the child's treating physician. Uh, he did not, in most cases, even meet the child. Um, he was just giving away exemptions wholesale. Well, not giving away. Four to six hundred dollars. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it turns out that that piles up a decent amount of money pretty quick. Yeah, for sure. So that's why his license was revoked. Not because of his beliefs against vaccines or anything that he said, but because he, he was basically using his medical license to collect money and hand out exemptions. Unbelievable. But this only happened in California, this right? This guy, yes. Sure. So he can go practice medicine anywhere Apparently, else. Apparently, New wants. Mexico. He also has a license. His license applies or whatever in New Mexico. So the New Mexico board has just recently opened up an investigation on him. So oh, okay, I'm sure he can just go from state to state after that, though. But at least you know, there's something. There are mm, investigations. Yeah. There are people being held responsible for their actions here and there. That's good. <laughs> on a state by state basis. <laughs> I like the website. It's Quack Watch. <laughs> He's only got 50 shots of this, Ian. All right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and just to, to make sure we don't miss out on it under COVID, I did put this uh, this link in. What's COVID? It's on statnews.com. <laughs> There's still state legislatures to push the rollback of COVID-related public health measures. Now, this is less impacting now because COVID is slowing down. It's It's getting a lot better. But there's still legislation. And... This legislation will make it difficult for, you know, the next virus or when, you know, the next whatever it is, the next airborne whatever comes in, right? Um, Because it's anti-masking, it's anti-vax mandates, it's it's everything. So this will end well. Yeah, this will be – the end all is this will be awful for the human race, but it's still happening. Yeah. I'll tell you a funny story. Yesterday – was the first day that I actually kind of went maskless. I was like, you know, they're lifting all the mask mandates. I'm vaccinated. Everybody else, I'm like, ah, was that the cases are the cases are super low right now? Yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna go maskless today. Today's the day I'm gonna do it. Mm. At the end of the day, I stop the convenience store and I run into an old friend of mine, and we started talking outside the convenience store, and I forgot that he was like a close talker. Oh. <laughs> and like not not like he would just get right in your face. Like every so often he would like jump forward and get in your face. And I was like, oh god damn it, why today? Why is the dude today? I run into him. I'm not on my mask on <laughs> So today I wore my mask when I went out. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you're running to a close talker. Isn't yep. not a bad idea. Yeah. All right. Last thing that I have, there was an article put out by SciTech Daily. The headline got my attention. Astronomers identify real-life planet with two suns. Tatooine, baby. <laughs> I'm like, Tatooine, it's found. Unfortunately, the headline is a little wrong. It's a little not correct. 
Scientists have already discovered this planet. They already knew that it was out there back in, I think it was like 2016. Uh, the planet, which has been labeled Kepler-16b, is about 245 light years from Earth. It is a gas giant about the size of Saturn. Um, they already knew it existed. However, they, using a different methodology where they measure the light, the wobble of the light as the, as the planet rotates around the, its sun, they confirmed it. So using a different method, they confirmed the same data, you know, the same planet in the same spot that they already hmm. had thought existed. So nice. it's, it's very cool. This is what's cool about science is that it's repeatable. It's confirmable. And if this, if this would have come back and been different, they would have been like, oh, well, we'll just have to keep We've studying. something new. We'll have to yeah. we'll have to keep going and look at all the data sets and see what we can find from it. So, um, also, 245 light years away, we can predict that there is a gas giant the size of Saturn orbiting two stars. I mean, that's just that's incredible. That's just good math. That's amazing <laughs> math. Yeah. That's math on a level that I go, "What?" <laughs> Yeah, that level of math could have told us what 16% of the U.S. population was much faster. <laughs> Likely true. All right, that's all I've got. You guys have anything? I had one quick thing. I learned a new word this week, and I learned it from Marjorie Taylor Greene, oh. of all people. Uh-oh. I know. So She's good with new words. <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> she, as we know, she spoke at a, um, you know. White supremacist group? Yeah, white supremacist group. And what? afterwards. Oh, right. <laughs> what? She spoke – instead of going to CPAC, she went to APPAC or whatever the heck it is, which is an anti – yeah. Then she really? went and spoke there. Yeah. Wait, she's too crazy for CPAC? I think she spoke at both. Oh, but, oh okay, okay. Yeah. AF, AFPAC, America First PAC. That's it. Thank you. After she got some heat from doing this, she said, I quote, The Fariseys in the Republican Party may attack me for being willing to break barriers and speak to a lost generation of young people who are desperate for love and leadership. And I went, Farisi? The heck is a Pharisee? And it turns out it is, it's an ancient Jewish sect. And it is often used to speak about people. Like the, oh, the Pharisees. Pharisees? Oh, Pharisees. Am I just saying it wrong? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Pharisees. I need to learn something even more now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there. Yep. 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 Grinch gave me the actual <laughs> word and Jeff gave us a pronunciation table. Well, thank you. I've learned even more now. So, yeah, it, I, I was like, what the hell is she talking about? And it's a thing. <laughs> and then I said it wrong. <laughs> I was totally confused. But, I didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah, the Pharisees, Pharisees are all through the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So what was what was her – what did she say about them? She said, the Pharisees in the Republican Party may attack me for being willing to break barriers and speak to a lost generation of wow. young people. So she's, yeah. she's the rogue – Republican in this story because the yes, Pharisees yes. were the very strict Orthodox Jewish right. community, right? Correct. And she she is she is the new school Republican that's going to break this generation free from the grips of the Mitch McConnell's by of supporting the world. white nationalists. Okay, right by <laughs> by going to the AFPAC. Right, Whew. Marjorie, that pack you spoke at is scary AF. <laughs> <laughs> but she went there to save them. That lost generation of young people. Oh no, she's 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 there. Yes, yes, she's she's gonna try to save them from these 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 old lost Republicans. Yeah, 
She's the bridge between generations. <laughs> Thank goodness for her. <laughs> Keep up the good work, Congresswoman Green. Or Taylor Green. I'm sorry, I don't know how to shorten your name appropriately. MTG. Ugh, I gotta chill up my spine when you put Congressperson in front of that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all I had. All right. Well, at least now we have several pronunciations. You don't say the Ukraine. You say Ukraine. Nope. Uh, you say Kiev. And it's it's Pharisees. <laughs> Pharisees. Got it. It seems odd to me, but, you know, I was forced to go to church. So I get it. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'd never heard of it before. I had no idea what, it, what she was talking about. If you noticed, I was quiet this whole time because I don't know what the fuck all you're talking about. <laughs> well, in the Bible, Je Jesus often spoke out against the Pharisees because he was bringing a new way of te of teaching. So, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene really was associating herself with Jesus. That's that's mm. what was nice. going on there. All right. Cool. I think that's all we got for this week. We're going long anyway. Uh, I want to thank yeah. our patrons for supporting the podcast, especially those who could be with us tonight. Uh, Dustin, briefly, Jeff, Grinch, Tommy, and Hessian Kixon. We do appreciate uh, the feedback, the quick math in Discord. Uh, yeah. If you enjoy the podcast, you can support it in several different ways by joining them on Patreon. That would be great. Uh, if you can't do that, please share this podcast on social media or leave a review for us. That that helps our numbers go up. Uh, again, if you want to contact us, you can on our Facebook page or on Twitter at ProfaneArg. Also, please check out other shows onto a podcasting network that we are on, Soon To Be Named Network. All the shows can be found at SoonToBeNamedNetwork.com. Again, I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you. Oh,